0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: them, Cowboys? Yes! Go, Cowboys!
0: This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs.
2: Media Match! Thursday, let's ride. <laughs> We've got Bobby Belt. Insider for 105.3 The Fan with an awesome shirt on, five Slamma Jamma. Yes. For all you young kids, that's a basketball team that's going to be coming to the Big 12 next year. Coached by Kelvin Sampson of the Houston Cougars. Fellow UNC Pembroke alum. My boy, Kelvin <laughs> Sampson. He is John Michoda of The Athletic. Man, I don't think that's occurring. i I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to hear it, so just leave me alone. I'm in a bad place on that particular I'm topic. Sure, you so are. Thank man. you. You guys going to uh, win a game again? or? <laughs> about to tell if I know. That Sports Illustrated curse, man. It's killing it. Yeah. And we got Jane Slater of NFL Media. I merely knew he scrugged to help facilitate the conversation here. Machota, um, you and I may watch them talk like we watched Clarence yeah. and Nick talk so, you know, yesterday, so we may have that going on I'm here. I'm fine with that. Uh, practice report here. Um, who's missing?
3: I don't have an updated one yet, okay. but Mike well, McCarthy said this morning. Yet. Yeah, Mike McCarthy said this morning that there's probably going to be some other guys added to that illness list, mm-hmm. uh, that includes Trayvon Diggs and Michael Gallup, who did not practice today. They are going to take part though in some meetings virtually, uh, but yeah, it sounds like they're still dealing with that bug a little bit. Um,
4: that anyone, they won't specify. Right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't say, get it. Tell, <laughs> is
2: it COVID or not?
3: I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Okay who who in the NFL i could be wrong i'm not following all other 31 teams but who in the NFL is saying covid now
2: uh, it's covid free it's covid free man. everybody made it. It. Every, just, everybody
3: made it through the playoffs every, every single playoff super, game super bowl all that just, no. just, just i it just think exist that not, everybody is kind of nuts It doesn't exist anymore. everybody right.
2: sees a robot that's all
3: but <laughs> you know what, you know it you know it's a thing here though some tussin it's is not think, even the name brand i think people <laughs> are assuming that every one of these is covid because it's being kept on on this like low low thing but i don't i think some are but I think a lot of them are a uh, flu. I'll, I'll say I
5: know. I like I had it. I, I missed the Minnesota trip because I got the flu. And like I, I will say, and I know this is the the, the common like uh, it's going around. But it really is. The flu has been going around. Yeah, I know sure. so many. It I know the, a dozen people. I know a dozen people who have had it lately.
4: I had a friend that literally passed out from it a couple of uh, weeks ago. It's pretty scary. So it's people forgot about the flu, but we were wearing the mask, and I don't know about. I wouldn't recommend this. I mean, I'm no doctor, but my doctor told me last year it was safe to do my booster shot plus the flu shot. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I was you about felt as bad? sick as I've ever been.
3: <laughs> um, there's some positive, though, injury news, I feel like, especially from McCarthy's press conference You don't want to keep talking about vaccines and stuff? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but, but before we get back to that... Um, Anthony Barr sounds like he's good to go. Like, he'll be able to play this Sunday, and that kind of surprised me uh, because of that hamstring injury that he reaggravated a week ago. So you have Anthony Barr looks like he'll be back. We saw Tyron Smith out there again. He continues to look like he's getting closer. Um, J. Ryan Curse, you know, he had the shoulder injury in that game on Thursday. looks like he's going to be back. So I don't know that there's the injury issues as much as it's the illness issue.
2: Here's a question I have. So if Anthony Barr can go, and he does go, does Tack McKinley play this week? Good question.
3: I don't uh, think so. Um, who's he filling in for? Basham? All those snaps Terrell Basham was getting? All eight of them or that's whatever what, that's it was.
2: What, that's what I'm asking because I thought, okay, you know, Tack probably gets gets to come up this week, but now you'd say Barr's going to be good to go. Yeah. So, you know, who, who's
5: up and who's down? Doesn't that just activate a linebacker, though? That, that has more impact directly on the linebacker group, I would think. So that would have somebody else down from that group. But... I, the, the thing I'm more interested in with the bar thing is what it's going to do to Demont Clark and, you know, how that rotation changes out and how they uh, choose to play that. Because when Anthony Barr first went down... And they have Damone Clark play just like eight snaps against Green Bay. I think they saw when Micah Parsons got neutralized essentially in that game that they are like, okay, we can't have that happen again. So even though we don't want to necessarily play Damone Clark a ton of snaps coming off this injury, uh, we're going to have to do it. We we, we can't just take Micah Parsons out of the pass rush plan like that. And so he's played a lot of snaps at linebacker. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Uh, I think you can see a lot of the raw natural ability that intrigues them, but he's still – kind of finding his sea legs rookie. a little bit. Yeah, but but I, I will say that I feel like Anthony, you know, it's, it, it hasn't been that much more consistent with Anthony Barr this year either. Sometimes it's looked really good, sometimes it's looked really bad. And so I, I'll just be interested to see how they approach that rotation.
4: Cosign.
3: Well, <laughs> Excellent. One of the other things that come out of uh, the locker room in McCarthy this morning was him talking about how yesterday was a bad practice. It just wasn't very good. Yes. And Dak said today that um, he he said that today's practice was was much better, but I thought the interesting part was him saying that after yesterday's practice ended, what Mike McCarthy said to the group in the huddle, he said might be the the best speech that he's given to them this year. Just they just practiced poorly, and he called them all out for it, players and coaches, for the way it was. And you know, Dak and a lot of these other veteran players on the team like to see that because. Let's be honest, they're playing well right now. You're about to play a Colts team that everybody thinks you should beat. The next few games are, are going to be like that. You can easily look ahead, like we talked about yesterday, to the Eagles game. Dak even talked about that today, how you have to avoid doing that because if you, if you do stuff like that, that's how you're going to lose a game against a bad team.
4: What stands out to me, too, is sometimes I wonder if I'm not calling Mike soft on the players, but he does give them a lot of time to spend with their families. you know, During the bye week, he gave them the full week off. That doesn't typically happen with a lot of teams. They'll give them, like, what, Thursday to Sunday to basically come back. Guys took vacations, and then they came back against the Packers and laid an egg, right? Am I wrong on the timing on that? Packers was right after the bye, right? Uh,
5: yes, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah,
4: they laid an egg. And then here we are after a long week. It felt like that Giants game was forever ago. They had all that time to rest, hang out with their families. They come back, and they sort of have this lethargic – practice and they're playing a team that you I mean just kind of like the Packers you were overlooking the Packers because they had come off what five straight losses yeah heading into that game yep and now you've got the 471 Colts who fell apart had three timeouts in their final drive in the final minute of the game so can you imagine if the Cowboys had the last two games they did and then against this Colts team the Colts decide that they're going to catch fire I don't see it happening but we didn't think the Packers were going to catch fire I mean Matt Ryan's no Aaron Rodgers But I'm just saying, like, sometimes I feel like this team can rest on their laurels, and we keep talking about the focus, and we can get into the penalties at some point. We keep talking about the focus, but I feel like the focus really lacks when they're playing some of these teams – that feel like on paper they should handily beat.
5: Well, and Micah said, uh
4: What's was, that look for? Why are you giving me that look, Nui? Mike Micah's, I'm, Micah's I'm
2: listening. You're not used to a man just sitting here listening at <laughs> you, staring intently into your brown eyes? Never. <laughs> okay? That's what I'm doing, Jane. I'm I am, You're engaging. I'm engaging. I'm listening.
5: Maya Micah said yesterday that uh You know, they they know that pretty consistently, though, that's one of the challenges they face is that they're going to get every team's best shot generally because it's like, you know, every team can easily get up for the Cowboys. And so, you know, they've got to have that that focus and locked. And that's one of the things Dak talked about today with that practice that when they had issues yesterday was that he said it wasn't even necessarily an issue of like their their energy he's like guys were like flying around guys guys were energetic he's like i just don't know that the focus was there and so that that's got to be the thing that they they really zero in on is just making sure that they're focused i think that's what we've all said has been a lot of their issues with some of these penalties they feel like focus penalties sometimes um or or you know when you have these issues with drops they feel like focus drops and so maybe that's that that's something that they've just identified as like hey we've really got to lock in on on our focus sometimes the energy's great the, the effort's great, but the, the focus isn't always there.
4: And I feel like when we talk about a lot of this accountability stuff that Micah Parsons has referenced and even Dak, I said to him, how do you get these guys locked in? Like, what are you doing to get these guys to focus? And we were having a conversation about the penalties. He said, I can only do so much. You know, like, I don't go home to a wife and kids. Some of these guys do have a life outside the facility, so you hope when they're in the building – they're giving you their best. I mean, I get the sense that because he missed the amount of games, and that's just who Dak is as a competitor, he is he feels very locked in this year, particularly in this stretch. I think he, when you talk to him, he talks about how special this team is. Uh one thing one thing that he brought up yesterday was talking to defensive coaches more than he ever has in his career here. The conversations he has with Dan Quinn, the conversations he has with Joe Witt, uh with Aiden I always say Aiden Durd's.
5: Add add, add, Add and and dirty. dirty.
4: Man, I screw it up every time. Uh, But the conversations that he has with those guys and how it helps the team. So he knows how special it is. I think the frustrating part is how do you get an entire locker room to lock it? And I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm just saying it seems like consistency seems to be an issue for some of these guys.
3: When you said about Dak, uh, I can't remember how you worded it exactly, but him wanting, you know, playing well and, and, and wanting to be there for the team and doing all that stuff, it just made me think of He's never said this, but there's also a part of him that is loving being out there right now and playing healthy. Agreed. Because it's one thing that you can almost take that for granted in your career when you're just like, no, I, I play 16 games every year. This And then it's just one injury after another to a point where you're just like, what is it going to be next? And now you're out there these last few weeks playing healthy football. That's got to be a lot of fun for for somebody. I don't I don't see him taking any of these games for granted. Not that he would before, but specifically because of all these injuries he's had over.
5: Yeah, and and he when he came back from the injuries last year, when he'd bounced back from them, I felt like you you'd watch the way he played it. It still didn't feel like he was totally comfortable in his right. health and, and comfortable in his own durability. I feel like this time that he's come back. It's you know, there there's no limitations and he's he's fine, you know, bowling a shoulder and, and just saying I think he's reached a point after those four or five injuries over the course of what, 18 weeks or whatever, spread over a couple of years, 18 weeks of play, uh, I, I think he feels kind of like now it's just like, you know what, I, I can't play timid. I, I I can't limit myself. I just need to play my game.
3: I and watch, I think he looks comfortable doing it. I watched that hour-long video that your boy did, Kurt Warner. I know you have a good Oh, really yeah, yeah. He so does those favorite. breakdowns mm-hmm. of, of different quarterbacks, and I watched the one he did. Uh, it was basically on Dak, but it was after the Packers loss, and there were just little throws and things like that. He's like, Dak makes these all the time. This one's just off, little things like that. And I, again, Dak's never said this. But I, I think that it could be some of that in your head, like worrying about hitting your hand on a helmet or something like that that happens normally. But that's usually when you don't have screws in your hand. You're not Because I haven't noticed him. When you watch that hour-long break breakdown that Kurt Warner did, I haven't noticed Dak look like that the last few weeks.
2: It's interesting. When, when they're winning, we're, we're looking for stuff, trying to find something. And look, they're not a perfect team. There's going to be things you point to. Um, I think kind of want to pick back up on what you had spoken about and go around the room here. What's your concern level of the penalties? Another Thanksgiving Day game, multiple flags out here, and it's good enough for you to beat the Giants. But, you know, you run out here with 10, 12 flags in a playoff game. It's going to be a problem.
4: You know, I've had some interesting conversations with the guys because, you know, as I we've talked about it last year, most heavily penalized team. This year they're averaging seven and a half penalties. They're number two behind Denver. Yeah, number two behind Denver. That's right. And the reason why it's an issue is because when we talk about the third down conversions, uh, a lack of creativity from the playbook, all of that goes out the window when you're getting behind the chains. And so it's limiting what they would typically call, you know, in a a third and three situation. Now it's a third and 15. I do think the cadence is an issue because you didn't have Dak there with some of the younger, like, offensive linemen, and he didn't play in the preseason. So I I still think they're they talked about it this week having even coaches and individual drills mimic the cadence so they get that down okay that seems simple the other thing i thought was interesting was i had a player tell me they thought in the giants game that they were mimicking the snap count the d- defense which defense can't do but they were noticing that a lot and it wasn't getting called so i thought that was kind of fascinating but uh, well just one other level to this we were joking with Ezekiel Elliott about the fact in the Minnesota game they only had six penalties for 39 yards and that's because they were on a silent count and so I said to Zeke I was like well why not just do a silent count and he was joking so you're going to reinvent football like you don't do that at away games and I'm like at home games I said I hear you but then he came up to me in the locker room and it was kind of funny Zeke goes hey that actually wasn't a bad idea I see your logic there he goes go talk to Dak about it so I sort of asked Dak about it and he said I see what you're saying, and actually, and I got it confirmed. The Cardinals do do a silent count at home, like they're gonna do it this week at times against the Patriots. Um, but he thought ultimately other teams would pick up on it. That's why he said, you know, ultimately you're gonna get the head nods. Opposing defenses are gonna see that. So, but it's it's. I got the sense that by Zeke coming back up to, I was, there, I was to, there when you right, asked. By that. the the fact that Zeke came back up to you was like not a bad idea. It's like they're still trying to find solutions themselves. Maybe you got to think outside the box. There are no that,
2: bad ideas. That's
4: what I thought was interesting about the conversation. Not like, hey, Jane, you've come up with a great idea. It's more we're actually looking for any ideas that's kind of fascinating. Which goes back. Which they won't do, by the way.
2: But but you just talk oh, overall. It's a focus. Okay, you're Minnesota. Okay, we got to focus. Mm-hmm. Now, even when you're in Green Bay, you know, we're, we're there for that game, you know you had to focus. So maybe you're at home and you just kind of take it for granted. I I can see some of that.
3: Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, with the penalties, I don't think it'll matter these next three weeks. I think they'll still win the games, even with penalties. It's when you play Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. when you play playoff teams. And I hate to make it just this simple, but you just go back look at that box score from the 49ers lost in the playoffs, and if you do those two things against any of these playoff teams, you're going to go home again too. And that's 14 penalties against the 49ers, gave up a buck 70 rushing. Do that against any of those teams in the playoffs, your season's over. So it's not going to matter those things in what you mentioned. I don't think they're going to matter the next three weeks. No. But you can't keep doing those things and then all of a sudden go, oh no, no! When we play good teams, we won't do that anymore. That was just we'll take that we'll take it serious this time. No, you can't because there's patterns that come with that.
5: I, I mean, the penalties are, are obviously an issue, but like, I think it is for for maybe just a little devil's advocate like not all penalties are created equal obviously and so like some of these focus penalties and issues like that i think those reek of an undisciplined team i think when some of these are just over aggression or or whatever else like like mike mccarthy talked about that i think on monday where he was like you don't necessarily want to Coach the the aggressiveness out of some of these guys, like like you know. Tyler you, Smith
4: is who they often you, talk
5: about. Yeah, you want to you want to kind of bring it under control as best you can, but you don't want to ask a guy to change who he is and and what makes him a good player. And so there's that aspect. The other aspect is, and Babe Loffenberg brought this up with uh with us this morning on 105 through the fan. 2013, Seattle-Denver, two teams go to the Super Bowl. They were the two most penalized teams in the NFL. A couple years ago, Kansas City was like the second most penalized team in the NFL. They won the Super Bowl. It's not always an indictment that, that just kills your season. I think it's about... What types of penalties you're committing is a, is a big indicator, um, and, and I think when some of these are happening, like it, it's there's a first and ten false start. I think Dallas can overcome first and fifteen. If there's a third and seven false start or a third and seven holding, it's like okay, that's where you're putting yourself in some really bad positions. I,
3: I'll All just right. say this: since I've covered the Cowboys going back to 2011, there's never been a time like there has been for me this last year where I'm looking at. Who's the ref crew that's calling this Cowboys game? Yes. Who, you just would never do that. And now it's like, that's going to that's gonna dictate. I remember going into the 49ers game. That was, what, oh, this is a crew that caused a lot of penalties. And you're just like, oh, that's not going to be good for the Cowboys. I just don't remember that would ever. That happen to the
4: Can, Saints all the time. I just don't.
3: <laughs> okay. And I bet you it didn't happen to the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. So again, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because nobody should be surprised if that is an issue in a game that sends them home.
2: By the way, if you ever want to know about that, Greg Goslin tweets them out, and uh, he he's does on a great it. job. Great job. This week the is team. Carl Sheffers, so. and he calls the most flags in the league.
5: Just follow Beamer; either you okay. can you follow him too. He'll tell you. So just call me; I'll let you know. Okay. okay.
2: All right. So he's he and Greg Goslin working together. here. Uh, let's take a break. Um, what needs to happen for this defense to become great? I ask you all the question because I had someone from NBC Sports ask me this. Question this morning as they were prepping for that Cowboy-Colts game, which will be on NBC by Sunday night. Football, John Mishoda, Bobby Belt, Jane Slater. I'm Nui This is the Media Mash.
0: Celebrate responsibly.
2: 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The
0: season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere Zero Turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator Utility Vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning the official Ag & Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more.
4: Back, back,
2: back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash here on a Thursday moving into Sunday as the Cowboys will take on the Baltimore. No, it's the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Johnny
3: Unitas suiting up? or Baltimore. Baltimore. Like 40 years Actually, ago.
2: and because and, I was just looking at a Max Duggan tweet, he won the uh, Johnny Unitas Award. Oh, okay. Well, there as you go. Is the, as the uh, yeah. The Baltimore Colts. Yeah, yeah. So, uh Big weekend for Jerry World, by the way. Big 12 championship game, Saturday at 11 a.m. And then you got... You uh, going to that? Yes. Oh, yeah,
3: that's right. That's right. I I guess you do work for a place that would be covering a team from Fort Worth. That would make sense. Uh, I didn't think about that.
2: cover my classmates.
3: I was interested in going to the game when it looked like it could potentially be TCU, Texas. I don't know. TCU can't say just doesn't move the needle. It's a lot of purple, man. That's going to be, be the purple. most purple stadium of all time. It's
2: not purple, man. Prince was the just a part Prince of me that was like, there.
3: Texas to be able to play you're spoiler on TCU. You know,
2: I am. I absolutely guy. am. You, you, Guilty as your charged. You're brave. Absolutely, guy. You know, I am. I'm a football guy. Okay. Me and Jason, get football guys.
3: Okay? Oh, yeah. 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 You and Jason, who? Garrett. Yeah, he he says that. bestie.
2: You know, walk out there with a fight shirt and kill I always, so,
3: Whenever I think of you, I always think of Jason Garrett. You guys, oh, so took,
2: you guys so every, are so much alike. Every Sunday night. You know, yeah. uh, I see Newey my, and I think RKG. My, 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 my co-worker, my fellow NBC guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I got That's a call. Cool. I got a call this week from NBC Sports. They from wanted, Jason? They wanted to get some uh, information there. Uh, Jason can go to Babe Laufenberg. They're still tight. you uh-huh. can get all his info there. So,
4: Wait, explain that story a little bit more.
2: Said if Jason wants any information, go to Babe Loffenberg because they're still tight. They're 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 very they're they're best. No,
4: I agree. But why did NBC call you about Jason?
2: No, no. How about
3: the Cowboys and Colts. See, I'm oh, trolling, okay. and I've, I'm trolling, confuse, and I've so i have like, confused. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay, you off your
2: phone?
1: You
2: off your theater? You right? Okay, Easy. focus, focus. Says the guy falling asleep. Hey. Hey, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday <laughs> during, yeah, during, yeah,
5: She, she needs the Mike McCarthy yeah, yeah. pep talk for focus. During yesterday's <laughs> show,
3: Clarence was sitting here writing out a complete story. Yes, like he was doing no, a Claire, story. No, Clarence literally did. He
2: literally did a whole story.
4: Yeah, on the Cowboys are literally bottom of the barrel for talent. Yeah, all of us.
2: Yes. Uh, this, this ragtag bunch.
4: Sorry, Derek and Mac.
3: <laughs> so,
2: so I got a, uh, got a call, and they said, Nui, what does this defense need to become great? And it took me a minute. took me a minute to just kind of get through it, because I was like, great? These defense? Uh, can you use that word? But anyway.
4: How do you define great?
2: I'll tell you what I said, but I want to hear in your mind. What would you have said to that person at NBC Sports who asked me the question, what needs to happen for this defense oh, this to become great? Mr. NFL Media, I'm going to give you ladies first.
4: Right, I mean, they've got the number one <laughs> pass rush. They've got three guys averaging five sacks at least. It feels like they've turned the corner on the run D. I mean, we, when we went through Dalvin Cook, Keep 11 going. carries, 72 yards, 11 carries for 39 yards of Saquon Barkley. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's going to be that much of a test. He's only had one 100 yard game. Two. Two mm-hmm. this season? I thought he only had one.
5: Nope, two. Jerk. twice your producer, Jane. That's what I'm here for. I'm, yeah, he's I'm here back to you. You look good.
4: <laughs> DJ Khaled. For them to be great? I don't know what else they need to do. For them go to be great, to they, need, draft. they need the offense to step up for them to be great. okay. No, you go back James to that Micah
3: D- draft. There you go. Go, go back to that Micah draft. What did they want? They they wanted another corner. If opposite you, Diggs. A, a, if you get another shutdown corner that like, would be taking the ball away, opposite of Trayvon Diggs. Obviously, not many teams have 2 shutdown. corners, I'm saying. But if you got that on their side, and I like Anthony Brown. I think Anthony Brown's fine. I actually think if Anthony Brown was to go down and you had to go with one of those other corners, I think that would be a major problem on this team. I agree. Know, I'm just saying, but if you're in your scenario where you can take it one step higher, let's pretend that they already had Micah Parsons on their team. If you add, like, J.C. Horn on the other side or Patrick Sertan on top of that, I, I, I think this defense would be great. All right. Uh,
4: but you would get, have given get, up Micah Parsons. No, day. I'm saying
3: if you already had him on the yeah, team. Yeah, I'm yeah. Oh. Get, get, in
5: a perfect get, world type get, thing. What yeah. would make them great, give me either or. Either Anthony Brown starts figuring things out, which he's been fine, but he's yeah. not been as good as he was last year. Give me Anthony Brown as good as he was last year, or figure out the run defense. Because I still don't think you figured out the run defense. You were better against Minnesota, but they also had to throw the ball a lot. You were still giving up like six yards per carry in the little bit that they had to do it. Giants was was more effective. Yes, they were more effective this last week. That's good. Uh, But I got to see it for a couple more weeks. So I think consistently taking away efficient running games because you're not getting a whole bunch of volume runners, but they're efficiently running the ball. I think they're 25th in the NFL in yards per attempt allowed on the ground. And so fix that or get Anthony
3: Brown play more consistently. I think that helps a ton. Let me be clear when we said that. about. believe me, I'm factoring this in. Micah has to be on the team. Because Micah is what makes them great. You can be good without Micah Parsons. Micah gives them a chance to be great. I would not take any defensive player in the league over Micah Parsons.
4: If you didn't have Micah Parsons is probably a better question. If you were to lose him to an injury this year—
3: I think you'd still be a good defense, Why but I don't that think out that you have. Guys, come on! I'm, not, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, well, I mean, he's played through injuries, so he's, I mean, yeah. he to me
4: is losing your quarterback on defense. He'd be like uh, no losing, losing Dak Prescott not because yet. he allows other guys around him to be great because yep. you allow him to roam. And as he said yesterday, said I've only got one job: get to the quarterback. That's his. He he talked about how every week when he heads into a game, his biggest focus is get to the quarterback. That's his assignment. So, God, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me just by to your point putting that in the universe. No, I,
5: I think uh, you put no, out no, a jinx. No, no. You're good.
2: <laughs> what I what said, was, yeah, what's yours? What I said to the person was um there's no such thing as a great defense that can't stop the run. You know, you talk about the Giants in eighty six, the Bears in eighty five, the Joe Green Steelers teams, the Dallas Doomsday defenses. You weren't running on them. And that's what they have to to fix. And and I said, they're now getting the opportunity during this AFC South Classic of three straight games <laughs> in a row and they get to Philadelphia you need to show that you can stop the run and if you can stop the run then hey you can be great but i just don't know i mean maybe do you somebody tell me if i'm crazy no, 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 no i agree with you i just
3: i think they have the talent that they and with Dan Quinn, I think they can get to a level where they'll never be the top run. De- I think they can get to a level where it's good enough to pair with an elite pass rush defense. And again, going back to your point yesterday, thing it's the James Harden thing. If you can just get everybody bought in, you know the talent's there. You just got to get them bought in. You well, do and that one thing. Let me ask you the thing. other
4: question. It, can you have the number one ranked pass rush if you've got a top 10 run defense as well? Like, aren't you giving up something in order to be great at something else 49ers the don't reason- give anything up no, no
5: 40 I mean 49ers are good across the biggest thing is that they can't be so soft on the edges that's been a, their big problem the, the defensive end opposite to Marcus Lawrence has given up the edge yeah. way too often this year big, and I, I don't know that there's an easy fix for
3: that no running on the perimeter is clearly what's been their biggest issue that's how, that's how you why attack like them when that and Damacon Sue deal went down with him signing with the Eagles, and there was a lot of people it's on right, Twitter. Yeah, that's, that that, doesn't that, yeah, yeah that's not fixing the problem of what for this particular team.
2: So, so that that was just my that was just my my opinion there. And and then they, uh, the other question was asked to say something. You know, what what can you say positive about you know Mike McCarthy and the coaching job he did? And. And that was easy. That was for me. That was easy. I talked about. You know, oh, I thought you said that wasn't easy. That's no, what no. I thought he said. We all heard it. Oh, oh, here no, we no, go. No, no, we? no, that was easy. I mean, I, I rolled off a bunch of superlatives. I talked about Cooper Rush out of the gate. Yeah. I was like, you know, okay, how many, how many guys are going four and one with uh, with Cooper Rush as their quarterback? The only loss to a team who at the time was unbeaten, the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people say is the number one team in the league right now. Um, you have not had your left tackle play. You're starting running back is a missed time. You're starting tight end is a missed time. Two of your safeties have missed time back there. You've had to go out here with rookies uh, like Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot and get contributions from them. Uh, I just listed the whole the, the thing of how many guys they've had to play and how they've had to develop players. Uh, Tyler Smith, who didn't spend any time uh, at left tackle. I said, you know, you've got to give him credit there. I talked about the McCarthy situation. We all went into training camp saying, hey, man, um, call, call a realtor be ready. Yeah. Um, Sean Payton could come in here. Dan Quinn. We got people lined up for this man's job. And, Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think he was put Charles Haley out there before no, okay, they could get around here. But Mark just...
4: Columbo is going to come in. <laughs> uh,
2: no,
3: no. <laughs> it would be Marcus Spears is no, the equivalent. Will, there we go. Yeah,
2: riot, but they bring that dude back around for anything.
4: Mark <laughs> Colombo? Yes. Let's not deep dive. I'm a I'm a, I'm a Mark <laughs> Columbo stand.
3: Oh, well, this this table is mm. definitely divided.
4: Mm. Oh, don't give me that look. I
3: love everybody. Mm. Personally. Okay, Bobby.
2: (laughs) Thank you you for that, Bobby. You must must not have been dealing with Columbo too much at the time. I love everybody. Anyway, uh, it wasn't hard to to nail off a bunch of things about Mike McCarthy and what he's doing. The kicking situation. We love Oxnard, man. I I had no hope. I remember somebody drafted uh, Maher in our fantasy league, and I just laughed at him.
4: What are you doing? guy's crushing
1: it what right he now. No,
2: he, he's my kicker now. I picked, <laughs> yeah. picked him up on my fantasy team. So, yeah. I mean, um, he's just I, – and I also talked about the culture. So said this guy's culture is good around here. And while I didn't take a shot at Jason Garrett since he worked at NBC, I did say he's about to do something um, that we have not seen around here since the 90s. They're going to win 10 games. They haven't had back-to-back 10-win seasons since Switzer yep. was the head coach here.
4: What, what, and with all of, to your point, the injuries, the starters, like we had the Indianapolis Colts, Lara Overton, on our show, and she was talking about the struggles of the offensive line. You know, they don't have their left tackle. They've got a rookie at left tackle. They've got a second-year guy at, uh, at on the right side. I'm like, that's what the Cowboys are dealing with. You know, you haven't really have a service, haven't had a serviceable quarterback in Matt Ryan this season. He had to bench twice and bring Sam Ellinger in. Um, and so you just look at some of the things that Mike has overcome. And I also think the leadership council – those guys bring up that leadership council so much, and you, uh, the Cowboys had that on some level. But as it was described to me by someone in the building, and again, I'm not trying to take shots at Jason Garrett. He would ask for your feedback, but not really want it. Like one of those guys that says, "You know, I'd love your opinion on this," but they don't. They really just want you to validate the opinion they already have. And it sounds like when you hear these guys talked about Mike McCarthy, he's always like. All right, that sounds interesting. With the exception of the ping pong table that I think got removed for Micah Parsons, but it sounds like, like for instance, the penalties. uh, I think Clarence wrote about it today. We were talking to a player who told us, if you create a penalty out here on the practice field this week, you sit out on the play. You're bringing up that was a suggestion of the leadership council, and so it's just those little things I think that go a long way with some of these guys.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff there. So uh, I was very complimentary of Mike McCarthy. I also spoke about Dan Quinn and his ability to handle that situation here. Uh, and he spoke about hey, if I was a younger coach with the press conference, if I was a younger coach, I, I I'd uh, I'd had some issues with how Jerry went about the situation, but he didn't. So, and I I had this this bone not bone but this this stance now because people thought, well, you know what, if they don't win in the playoffs he's gone. I said, I know this. Mike McCarthy will be coaching somewhere in the National Football League next mm-hmm. year, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys, whether he's coaching Carolina, Denver, uh, Indiana, any, any you know any of these jobs that are going to open up. If Mike McCarthy's not coaching here, they would be wise to get him because um, what I have seen, especially since that first year, I, don't, I, I know Cowboy fans get frustrated, but I really don't understand how you can't because yeah, I can't emphasize
4: this enough. They're going to win 10 games. With Back. all of their setbacks this right. year, Back. and think about what they did last year with all of their setbacks. That's and that's that's, what he that's, did co- that's
2: coaching, man. That that is good coaching, and and I think sometimes we we can. It's funny, man, how how this wor- this works. And Ryan Day over at Ohio State's going through it right now. Um, people have forgotten the dudes lost a total of sixty games because of two he lost to the same team. Well, and people kind forget of about all that.
3: Too. You Especially know when you lose those two in, like, back-to-back years, and you only lost twice in, like, 17 years, and, and that's your Old genuine genuine rival. Old you rival. Told know, you before rough. the
5: show.
2: No, no I, I, once again, <laughs> I'm going to tell him what I told you. I lived in Cleveland during the John Cooper years. These yeah. like ain't the John Cooper years. You, I, you, we, and, I, people, and I understand that, but there are people frustrated.
3: like Ezekiel Elliott— who never in their life have they ever even thought of that as being a real serious rivalry. Mm-hmm. So uh, now all of a sudden it looks like that.
2: Well, ask Texas fans when John McEwen came to town how many <laughs> rivalries just went down the drain. Rice, TCU, yeah. you know, 29, 29 year streaks. And the, the, these, it's cycles, man. It happens. It happens. But once again, it just shows you how tough these jobs are. And then where you're at, you know, Ohio State, right. the Cowboys, you get no grace. They they yep. give you no grace. Oh man, you lost twice. Get out. I mean, it's about well, hiring Luke Fickle. Like really, but that's that's the nature. You don't win here. I mean, they if they if they go out in the first round, it's going to be a whole same thing. He's not the right guy. He's not this. It's it's the nature of the jobs. But I have an appreciation for what I have seen the past two years of Mike McCarthy since that first year we asked for the Mulligan, what he's done. Lord knows when I look at the last 10 that they gave Jason Garrett, I never saw this over, you know, two-year span for this. So I think it's been pretty good. Let's hit a break. When we come back.
3: We'll get Bobby's thoughts on Mike McCarthy. (laughs) Bobby, I I got
5: thoughts about other things that are on Twitter right now. (laughs)
4: <laughs> he was so engaged in our conversation, he was scrolling Twitter. It, it's, it's all
5: good. I'm going to show you during the break.
2: Don't worry. Bob, <laughs> hey, Bobby, the check coming anyway. Jay Slater, Bobby Belt, John he's New East Coast. He's got match. to
4: fill an invoice first.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running. And toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This
2: Back, back, back to back. Media
1: Mash.
2: Media Mash here on Thursday. Jane Slater of NFL Media, Bobby Belt of 1053 The Fan, and Jane Slater's producer over NFL Media. Yo. Um, John. Yo. Yo. The Athletic.
4: He's outgrown me, man. He's I, like, I he was he's everywhere here. Thanks for still showing up and helping me Media look mogul. Good. How, how does that work on Speaking your Sundays?
5: Speaking of outgrown, this man up here on the TV. <laughs>
4: how, how, does, how does that
2: work on your Sundays with Jane? Here?
5: Uh, like if it's a noon or a three o'clock, I'll get there at 6 a.m. and then we'll start 12. doing live shots around 8.07. And then Terrible. do live shots all the way up till noon. Then if it's three o'clock game, we'll start shooting uh, practice footage up till three, watch the game, go back down after the game, interview whoever won. And then we get cut from NFL Network, and then I start pulling locker audio for the fan, and then do the post game. And he's then Brian a, and I record after the post game. He's ends. A machine. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That's
2: more work than
4: her.
5: That's a oh. lot. <laughs>
4: I have to get up two hours ahead of him to get pretty.
5: She does. She okay. does, and still shows you, up an hour late. I mean, you don't
2: have to do that, Jane. You can choose to.
4: You're just... fired. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I'm, 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 I'm not. Record.
5: I'm not even kidding. My wife has Crescent told me. Applications. M- my wife told me working with Jane has made me a better husband. She said that she said because you have to like look out and make sure she doesn't like like her hair's right. And this she's like, it makes you it, it has you notice more things about me. and I was like, I have okay, to tell cool. you
4: that you need to spend a little bit more time at home with Kristen. You do and your girls and you need to take care of wifey.
5: Yeah, she's like my therapist. When I say too. he outpunted
4: his coverage. Kristen's a gem. I love his wife. It
5: is. It's it's aggressive. <laughs>
4: Since you're just throwing shade,
5: I'm not throwing shade it at was, all. I think his first or it.
4: second year, he's a really good gift giver. And so I wanted to get him something nice. And so I wanted to get him a gift card to get some like professional button up shirts or whatever. And Kristen's like, I love that, but he's going to get very offended by this. And so it was like, our, like, <laughs>
1: our, our, trying,
5: our
4: trying to get Bobby Belt a makeover was, was good yeah, times. I'm
5: over here. Yeah. Well, Houston Cougars today.
2: You don't like
4: button ups?
5: I was wearing my Yo! MTV rap shirt yesterday. She didn't like that either.
4: He just likes to say provocative things and do annoying stuff. I mean, God Not bless. Accurate. Kristen is literally a saint.
5: <laughs> I don't say provocative things. So she for this, so for this, this Sunday,
4: the since it's 7 o'clock game, was what, what, the schedule still? 2
5: o'clock Sunday? call time. I just got her call sheet.
4: Yeah, we got a reprieve. Uh, week one, when it was Tom no. Brady, we had to be there at... Well, I'll get there at like seven fifteen because um, our first live shot's at eight, and then we do the show until twelve. And then that day, I went home and tried to take a little power nap and come back, but that was a long one. And then I remember, Dad got hurt, and then we went. That was yeah. that was brutal. And then I was out a little bit too late the night before, uh, drowning my sorrows. Texas Alabama game, and then I think that was the last Texas game I watched this year. Um, so right. yeah, now, I'll you- be asleep and in bed on, on most game days by nine o'clock.
2: You allowed yourself to think they were going to beat Alabama.
4: I'm a dreamer. They
5: should have if yours didn't get knocked out.
2: I'm a dreamer. Oh, okay, Colt McCoy,
5: or if finish. Sark just doesn't call the game like a coward.
4: Okay, but you know my adopted team is TCU, <laughs> uh, so I'm looking for my hypnotoad uh, sweatshirt that's coming in the mail here pretty soon. I'm sure if you call. Sonny Shout D- out, Mark
2: Cohen. I'm sure if you call Sonny Dykes, he will send you a nicest guy in the world. If you ask him for new stuff. Mark
4: Cohen's my man. Anytime I want a TCU hookup, he okay. takes care of me.
2: All right, uh, so John, on a Sunday for you. Like this coming up night game. What's your what, what's your day? What's your call time? What are you?
3: Oh, I'm completely opposite of them. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you guys will be sleeping before I even leave the stadium. I, I, I love working after the game, and there's like nobody in the press box. So,
4: do you ever grab a beer up there?
3: No, never. Never, never, Isn't never. Isn't
4: it funny to you that some of the guys used to pour beers after the game? I mean, there are. And then they still, drive home?
3: I, no, okay, no. I, mean, I, feel I feel like, like most of the visiting
5: media are the ones who take part in that because it's yeah. like,
3: oh, this is a, a, a unique thing. I just have never been a one one beer person, I've never been. I'm just going to go have a beer with friends or whatever, either Either I'm going to drink to drink or I'm not going to drink at all. That's me.
4: Go big or go home. Exactly.
3: Um, So 7.30 game, I don't know. I'll probably get there around three or four, but I'll probably be there if they don't kick us out of the press box. I could probably be there till like two in the morning, you know, depending on that. Really? Yeah. Because I do a podcast right after just so that my producer can get it up like while I'm writing. Um, And then with The Athletic, you know, there's not like, you know, when I was at the Morning News... When you're writing for a newspaper, there's a word count limit because you got to fill it into a space. Well, with The Athletic, you can write as much as you want. And so there's a part of me that's like, well, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to give every single thing that I can give.
4: Look at this guy. And he so leaves that, everything on, on print. Right, yeah,
3: so that I can write something longer right after the game. So, yeah, people that probably want to read the game story that aren't going to stay up till 2 in the morning or whatever, when they wake up at like 8, that's like everything. So I'm not follow, I'm not doing a follow the next day. I have everything that's, that's in there, you know. So the biggest thing that would make – all of our jobs easier, and I know that you you probably feel the same way, is if there was just some type of a transcription service that oh, if you could just amazing. plug in the audio and then it transcribed it for you, which in 2022, you think that that would be. And there are services like that. Don't get That's me wrong. Insane, but the problem is, is that- they're extremely inaccurate, especially send when you. I sent I send you the Jerry automatic transcript. <laughs> but again, I'm very big. On I know it. nobody has ever and nobody ever will tell me that I've misquoted them. I, I've always no. taken that very serious. So he even if you send that to me, <laughs> I'm going to still I'm going to still go through it and make sure that I have like of the quote, course. Right? But, but, but it gives you a shell. To it edit. gives you a shell. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying 2022, sure. you'd think that there'd be something by now. That boom, boom, boom. We're sending,
4: like, we're sending civilians to space. Right. Why don't we have this? Yeah. I, I will give you a quick shout-out, though. There is truly... Sometimes I, I want you to get a life, and I mean that yeah. in the best way yeah, possible. She says John. that
5: to me, too. Because <laughs> yeah.
4: literally, John... Lives and Breeze content on his Twitter. Yeah. It's one of my favorite follows. What, what? Uh, he's transcribing everything that is said in these press conferences, which I've sort of given up on these days. It's just because I found myself misquoting one this year. I thought he yeah. said bump and uh, grind instead of on the bump and run. But you literally, I mean, you work tirelessly. I appreciate that.
3: Thank you.
2: I don't want you to change, John. No. I want you to keep living your best life. I okay?
3: just want to – and Jane and I have talked about this. This is funny. You, I don't know if I should bring this up, but I will. You it. should. One of our biggest regrets would be leaving this market and this team win a Super Bowl God. because they would just be looking back like, I spent all this time. I just wanted to cover the Cowboys <laughs> win one Super Bowl. Like,
4: I got offered a move a couple of years ago when
3: uh, – <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up. So things are a little contentious
4: around here yeah. uh, over that whole Mike Nolan defensive coaches report. And so I was offered Miami, Tampa and Jacksonville, and I strongly considered it. But then I literally we I think we had had this conversation. Yeah. I'm like, it would be just my luck that I would, after ten years of covering this team in the small market, the local radio and TV station, I feel invested. I've got yep. sweat equity in this team. <laughs> I would really love to cover Super Bowl.
3: 100%. I feel the exact same way. Growing up in the 90s in Michigan with the, the Cowboys, Cowboys always on TV, jackets, exactly, everyone, everyone had everyone's got, and and just the thought that like I could even ever have this job to cover the team and then for them to ever get back to even close to what they were in the 90s and I get I get to cover that team. If my i left rookie, and didn't get to do that, I would I there would be so much FOMO.
4: And my rookie season was a fun season cuz you felt like wow. Oh, yeah. There's some magic here and it was the rookies and Dak and Yeah. And then you just see how hard it is for them to find their way back right. to. it. But to your point, Nui, I mean, I was around here, Vinnie Testaverde years. Like there was Benchedo, yeah. Quincy Drew Carter. Henson? There was a rough years yeah. around here. I was there for yeah, all.
3: Yeah, I would be. Combine. It would be tough to keep constantly going back. And not and back only that, because that. I
4: do cover other teams in the league. It there is no other team, no other locker room, no other way we cover it, no other. I truly love the beat reporters. Like yeah, I really do enjoy everyone I work with. It's not like that everywhere yep. else, and so I've, I, I, would. Re- I don't think people like Jason Garrett always says it's an honor and a privilege, you know, to be a Dallas Cowboy. I feel that way sometimes about yeah. being a member of the media, and I think I you absolutely do too.
3: Do. Absolutely, one hundred percent.
4: Look at us getting all nostalgic and weepy about this I, uh, job. I,
2: I know what it's like to leave a market and, and watch everything.
3: Oh yeah, we've talked about watch this. Yeah,
4: Calvin Watkins does, yeah, does too. Happened.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I left Los Angeles two months later. The Lakers. Started the first of their three championships. That would bug you me a little. Yeah, but that right
3: there would bug me a little bit. But the part that really puts me over the top, because I forget about it sometimes, is like, man, that was right when USC started to roll in football, too. <laughs> oh, you that you, was wait, I'm rolling. Going,
2: I'm, I'm going down the list.
5: You got a lot of run out of that Shaq impersonation on 103.3, though.
2: Still do. My, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so so, so you got, you got that happened. So that happened. Mm-hmm. Paul Hackett gets fired. Ugh. They hire Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. I miss that. The doggone L.A. Sparks. WBA starts winning championships. L.A. Galaxy wins a championship. The Angels win the World Series. Sounds to me like
4: you were a jinx in the market. The Ducks win the Stanley Cup.
2: That's clearance for the
3: Cowboys. 100%. One hundred percent. We gotta get. Serve. We gotta get him off. The beat.
4: Poor Jose. <laughs> <laughs> this is his last year. Uh, oh, Channel eight right. photographer Jose Gant. This is his last year. Nah,
2: Jose. Right. Jose was here for the for the nineties Cowboys. So oh, yeah, Jose's is okay, good. Yeah. So Clarence yeah. Was, yeah. Clarence was Clarence good. not no. here for the nineties? No. no, he was ninety-seven. We no, gotta no, sacrifice Clarence. him. We gotta get him I know. out of here. I know. Yeah, he's out. So <laughs> the only the, the best part was I, I at least was there for all but two months of the Lakers season. and had season tickets.
3: Shaq and Kobe season tickets. Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll at the same time. Yeah, I would definitely. I would that bother me. Hey,
2: look, man, <laughs> Paul, Korea, Dave Mussolini, they they win the cup. I mean, you got Troy Gloss and, and a bunch of those guys from the Angels. Mike Sosha who yeah, who I was there when Sosha you know didn't get the Dodger job mm-hmm. and and then went to the Angels and then he finally. So oh, there was
3: a the Lakers bunch of run though, and that USC run is like the Cowboys nineties. That's like iconic. That's the reason those ones. Would but love I always me the love
4: most. when people ask me. They're like, "So what's next for you?" I'm like. I just want to – what's next is just keeping my job. 100%. And I I literally say you're going to have to drag me off of this beat. And
3: Well, you still do a lot of NFL stuff on top of it. There's people that think that I want to get to a level where I'm just covering the NFL. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Like I'm so busy with just Cowboy stuff on social media. I can't even imagine all the other stuff. And that's
4: why sometimes even when I would do Good Morning Football, it would be a little exhausting because when do I ever look at the AFC? And so a lot of times – I think because you cover the NFL or I sit down you know, at a bar and guys want to talk football, I'm like, I am so locked in and myopic on the Cowboys that you almost have blinders sometimes that you you are not keeping up with the rest of the league. Like, I'm not watching oh, NFL not. now because I'm on TV or I'm right. in a press nope. conference room or whatever. So No, you're not.
2: You're not. All right, we'll end it uh, with this. The worst part of leaving Los Angeles, I sold my home, hmm. and my next-door neighbor ran the HOA. He was a porn star, and he filmed in the backyard. Mm-hmm. guy named Vince Foyer greatest neighbor I've ever had. Okay. For John well, Machado, Bobby, John James I I Slater, go. I'm Newey <laughs> Scruggs, that's a media match.
0: <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
4: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!